Hello. And welcome to Stephen Rowland's Beer Podcast. Number 34, I think. Yeah, no, but it's been a long time since we've done one. It has. And it's for a lot of, a lot of time. Hard time. Yeah, there was a lot of pre-recorded ones over the yeah, past few weeks. And then, there were, and then there was, then there was uh, the podcast gate, where yeah. Chris couldn't put them onto the podcast and everybody had to go to Libsyn to listen to them. Thank you for the people that went to Libsyn to listen to them. Naughty that. Chris. Naughty Chris. I gave him the password. Yeah, I gave him the lost. username. He lost, he lost them. How careless. And then I sent him the password and username. Well, I say I sent him the password and username. I actually sent it to somebody random out of my address book. Thinking I'd sent it to Chris. And then they replied back saying, thanks. <laughs> so then I had to change the password. Um, and um, then I realised that I hadn't sent it to him. This was about a week after I'd sent it to him. So apologies for that. Anyway, let's talk about beer. Uh, how have you been anyway? Are you okay? Yeah. Drunk any tasty beer? I've, I've drunk many tasty beers actually whilst you were away. I drank a lot of freaking fizzy lager. Did you? Yeah. That's Central America for you. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, in that weather, fizzy lager is delicious. Yeah. Like, when it's boiling hot and you've been like, around a dirty farm, dusty, dirty farm all day, fizzy lager's nice. But tell us about your tasty beers. Um, we've had many tasty beers. We've, we've had tasty beers in Stafford. We had a stone double IPA at the local Weatherspoons. And that which thoroughly shocked me. And, and, and that passed our Weatherspoons test? Wholeheartedly. It was delicious. Um, do, you, do you know... I do think, and I, 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 this is going to be controversial, but I think there is somebody at Witherspoons that actually likes beer. I, the inside says that apparently there is. Yeah. Like, because I keep seeing these little gems and little interesting breweries that I'm kind of like, that's nice. We've got a man on the inside who informs us that um, <laughs> actually that the guy who's just taken over the cask at our, our local Witherspoons really likes his beer, okay. that there are kind of limitations on what he can and can't take, but within that... There's a bit of room for play, so we might see more, more tasty and interesting beers turning up. Is our man on the inside a microwave pinger? That's the very one. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, while I was away, they all went out and drank beer, and I, was, I, I wasn't invited. <sighs> Woe is me. But we've got beer now. We have. We have from a brewery. I, I kind of, I remember finding these guys fairly early on because they've yeah, been in Sainsbury's sure. for a long time. So this is a Meantime Brewery. Yeah. Started in 1999. And like you say, one that I recognise from, from way back, but I haven't drunk anything of theirs in quite a long time. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, the first ever coffee, like, idea yeah. beer I ever had was from Meantime. first porter I ever had was from Meantime. Okay. Yeah. Well. No, they are... Now, I've had a lot of their stuff on draft in London. And, in, and open it up, go and crack yeah, it let's open. Let's, let's start drinking because we've got beer to drink and stuff. But um, yeah, I remember I've, I've had a lot of it on draft in London um, and tend to like it on draft. And yeah. then when it comes to the bottles, I've never quite felt the same about it. Well, so. it's a long time. I remember liking the bottles when I had them, but it's a long time ago now. And I, I never see them on draft because I never get, go down to that London village. Oh, you're not allowed. You haven't had no. the past. You haven't got the jabs. I'm not allowed down to down there. Yeah. Where that streets paved with gold are all too. They're too slippy, aren't they? They're too slippy for like, me. Streets paved with gold make you fall over. Um, so go on. You've done your homework. I can see you have I'm, notes. So I, tell I, me I, about I've the not brewery. Not got that many notes. I've, I've picked out a couple of interesting random facts instead. So um, one is that in 2011 they appointed. Um, the guy who was effectively in charge of Miller in the UK as their CEO. Okay. With a really conscious, and, and they, their, their, their announcement at the time was 
we're all about like tasty beer and brewing beer that we like, but we've never really tried to sell it. Sorry about the you know, ringing on, in the background. So, um, what we've decided to do now is to take on somebody who is a sales professional, who's actually got a career, a background in beer sales, and can actually kind of push forward the marketing and the brand and that side of things, which you need if you're going to get become a bigger brewery. I think that's, I actually think that's a really good, interesting move. Take a, make a really conscious decision that you didn't know about. You weren't, your background wasn't in the sales and brewing type, uh, the sales type of side of things, the brand thing. And you're going to take on somebody who knew that side of it. Very interesting. Still ringing away. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Okay. I'm trying um, to stop it. I can't make it stop. And, and they also moved up at a similar kind of time. They moved into a new brewery um, with, I think it's been 60 and 100,000 barrels a year, which is makes them quite a That's significantly a sized brewery yeah. now. I don't know how I feel about that. We've talked about this actually, not on beer. Ter- well, actually, I think we have on beer terms, but we're also in like other things that get. It's yeah. almost like we kind of frown upon things being successful. It reminds me of the Smith. We hate it when our friends become successful, and when they're northern, that makes it even worse. Yeah, but <laughs> see, you even get songs on this podcast. Jeez, I mean, yeah, we give, give, give. But um, yeah, like, I don't know like, whether having a, an idea to be big is a good thing. We, like Brewdog, we've talked yeah. about a few times, and we've we've talked about other breweries that we've seen getting bigger and bigger. But I guess it's just a symptom of being successful. Yeah, not like and making time. something that people want to buy, you know. Yeah, no, I think it's the nature of these things to get bigger, and obviously there are advantages to being bigger. Mm. Like you get to do more of the things you want to do because you've got enough freedom as yeah. you get bigger to actually do some of the little odd things. So they spend, from what I've seen on the Meantime website and, and some of the around about them, they spend quite a lot of time doing things that they like doing, like holding um, brewery tours and doing educational things and, and putting bits to do with like, uh, the history of beer and brewing beers that are to old recipes and so on, mm. the things they wanted to do, which presumably you, you might struggle to do if you feel like every brewer's got to make you money to pay the bills. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess... You've got a bit more freedom. May, yeah. May, maybe that's where the, the other brand... You know, I don't know. Mm. Like, you know, we've talked about how breweries bring other, other, you know, breweries yeah. to have another brand within. And, and maybe that's... Maybe that's what I, I would prefer to see is like a small concept brewery funded by a bigger brewery. Yeah. So, you know, meantime, be the big brewery that they want to be, but actually do the concept beers somewhere else. And I guess this is one of their concept beers as well. In theory, it's one of the core range. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, in some, the other one that I wanted to mention to them, as an idea they've come across and they've started doing, so it started trialling March 2013, mm-hmm. tank beer. So this is apparently seen lots on the continent, or seen on the continent, but basically not in the UK. Yeah. And it's that pubs have a tank in them that they fill with beer. Okay. So it means that the first time, in theory, the oxygen gets to your beer is when it comes out the tap into your glass. Mm-hmm. Um, to do this, meantime, get the beer, brew the beer, and put it into backpacks, which are then dispatched across the city in their own specialist thing, uh, transport, keeping the temperature down to be between two and three degrees, yeah. which are then transferred into the tanks in the pub. Yeah. The idea being to keep it as fresh and as like as what it would taste in the brewery yeah. as you possibly can. Okay. This apparently involves quite a lot of investment, um, 
and they're just trialling it for the first year. There's, I think, three pubs, three or four pubs have started with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I think on the back of that, I'd be interested to go and, and try it just to see if it actually has a yeah. impact. That's an interesting idea. Not something I've ever come across. No, no, and, and, and that is, I mean, that is fairly revolutionary. And, and, and the coffee beer that they did back in the day was really revolutionary. Yeah, I'll get my words out in a minute. Revolutionary too. So, it, I mean, they do seem like people that push um, push the boat out a bit. I mean, the bottle, you know. I, it, I love the fact that, I love all their bottles, actually. Yeah, yeah, you know. Because their they, bottles are unusual shapes. Yeah. They did the ones with the, the cork and the, yeah. like, you know, that... Again, different things pushing the boat, and I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of packaging being different and keeping it refreshed and not just sticking with the same old, same old. And make you look at it and think, oh, that looks, that looks like it deserves. And I know I, I, money on it yeah. rather than just being. And this sticks out to me in the Sainsbury's range very much when it's been mm. there before, and it's been there a long time too. You know, they kind yeah. of broke in fairly early. So, um, what do you think of the label? Or where are we with um, the label? Quite like the label. I've always thought their labels are distinctive. Mm-hmm. They're fairly, fairly clean and nice. I think they aren't the most um, compelling if you're kind of into your craft beer thing. I, but don't, th- I don't think they're appealing they to that are. audience. To be fair, no. I, don't I think, think that's the what audience they're appealing for. They look the, the the right thing. They look like a high quality yeah. product that's also got a very recognisable brand to it. Yeah, no, I mean, the score? Uh, I think I'd like to go with a seven today. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little higher, actually. Not for the label, but more for the uh, the quality of the label, first of all. I think the quality yeah. of it is, is very high. I mean, look at this back one. Oh, yes. I think this is really high-quality labelling. Um, yeah. And it's, it is nice. But also the bottle shape, I'm going to give it a little, an extra point for. So I'm going to give it eight. Um, I, I like. We're doing some appreciation of branding today. Yeah, no, I, I think I think they have their branding exactly right for the people they're aiming for, and even the little neck one. I think the little neck one is lovely. I think they've done a good job with this. Uh, I like the red too. So, it's, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think it's, I, you know, it's not for me, no, but I can fine. still appreciate that who it is for. It is perfect. Indeed. So, um, so yeah, the beer. Um, Should we move on to beer? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. So. Um, why is it called Yakima Yakima Red? Yakima. Yakima. Yeah. We had this. Did we have this discussion? I can't remember now. But it, it's named after um, basically the valley in the US where most of the US hops are grown. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've seen a few. This is a, therefore, unsurprisingly, some, some US hops going on there. Yeah. Um, a red beer. Um, very unred. I mean, it is a red beer, but in mm. taste, it's very unred. Um, I think it's... It's a lot lighter than a lot of red beers, yes. isn't it? It's, it's a, a lot, lot lighter in colour, actually, as well. It is, it is fairly light. I mean, we're in the dark here, but... We are, it's hard to tell yeah, that, but yeah. yes. Um, right, compared to a lot of the ones we've had, there's a lot less caramel and kind of toffee going on. And funnily enough, it reminds me a lot. The, the, the bitters of the hops remind me very much of some of the lagers I've had over in Central South America. They, it's got that very light taste for a red beer. It has, yeah. Um, it's very drinkable. It's 4.7%, I think, is it? Sounds right. 4.1, sorry. 4.1. 4.1. See that? Nice, nice ABV. I like that. That's a nice amount. In fact, we're drinking this. We've gone through this very quickly. Mm. That's the smallest bottle of lowest percentage that is very tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I think they've got the the alcohol percentage just right on it. I I wasn't particularly looking forward to this one, if I'm honest with you. Mm. Purely because I know when I've had their bottles in the past, I've not enjoyed their bottles as much as their draft. Their draft is... 
I think it's really good. And their pubs are really good. The pubs I've been into, I really like. Like they, they seem to spend money well. And I, they're definitely branding people. They definitely have a, a theme running through everything that they do, which I like. I definitely think that they're a pub that I will go and check out when I get down to that there London. Yeah. Because that'll be interesting. Um, I think there's a definite... Talk about the red ale. I think there's a definite toffee on the aftertaste, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... But, I... but there's a really clean, really clean yeah. feel to it. And... Almost like a refreshing kind of like, and, and I, I'm tasting, and I, this is going to sound poncy, and I hate making poncy beer things, but it really does like, like when you bite into a green apple and you have that clean, mouth cleaning yeah. acidity, it reminds me very much of that green apple kind of like acidity. Clean and crisp. But I agree, there's a lovely toffee kind of caramel thing going on in the background for the sweetness as well. It's, it's a really quaffable, drinkable, enjoyable beer. I am thoroughly enjoying this. And- I think it's say a lot lighter and crisper than a lot of red ales, yeah. red beers we've had, but I think really good for it. I think the compared to last time we were talking about red IPAs and red red beers, I think the malt and the, the hops work very nicely together here. Mm. Exactly what I would like. I am thoroughly looking forward to drinking this this evening now. Yeah, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. Mm. Very pleasantly surprised. And on that, I guess we should give it our bottle top rating. So I went first last time, and I remember this. You remembered that? Oh. So it's your turn to go first, because I fell on the sword last time. Um, So uh, go on, give us your bottle top rating, Mr. Glue. Um, (laughs) I was premature in my bottle topping. Don't be premature. Oh, dear. Um, I think this is thoroughly enjoyable. Um, I'm not sure it's one I would hunt down, because I think the flavours are... Maybe not as in your face as some ones I might want, but it is one that I would drink if I saw it on draft, mm-hmm. um, and it's something that I'm thoroughly enjoying. So I'm going to go. Ready? Eight and a half. Oh my days! Wow. He wouldn't hunt it down, but he'd give it eight and a half. Eight and a half. That's generous. Yeah. Um, I I so I wouldn't buy a bottle of this, even though I've just yeah. given it all of that love. If I saw this in the supermarket. I wouldn't buy a bottle. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I think I probably would in that one. If I saw it on draft, I would snap it in a heartbeat because yeah. I say my experiences are that the draft is better than the bottled. And I, and I think this is probably, uh, I think this would be a beautiful draft beer. I really yeah. do. Uh, like you, if I saw it, if I saw it in a pub, I'd be very keen to, to dive in. Um, I like it. I don't think it's extraordinary. I think it's, it's a good quality, 4.1% quaffable session beer, and because of that, I'm going to give it 7. I think it's great. I think it's good. It's far better. I was expecting to score much lower than that, but um, I, I, I think we're kind of agreeing. I think yeah, it's one way we're going to agree and disagree at the yeah, same exactly, time. Yeah, exactly. I've been for, for the last three weeks, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I, like, I, 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 well done, Matt. Uh, Mr. Beerbod's Matt. I think he's, he's done well here. Absolutely. Um, this, is, this is a nice left turn. Um, and it's made me want to try more meantime stuff. So there we go. Yeah, so particularly when I, I looked at the rest of their range and I thought, yeah. oh, actually, a, a nice IPA out there. That looks... Yeah. That so looks so nice would I hunt this down? No. Would I hunt down some other meantimes? I definitely will. And when I'm in the supermarket, I will pick up the other ones. Mm. So it does its job. You know? Yeah. yeah. No. So, yeah, good stuff. So we're nearly at the end. So it's time for us to, um, yeah, drink up and shut up. <laughs>